greetings of the day and welcome back to Equity at Talk, the podcast where Dr. Linda Nathan sits down with experienced educators to talk about how they center equity in their work. In today's podcast, we will focus on how districts can support schools and school leaders in managing and using data effectively. Today, we will hear from Steve Zreich, who is a school superintendent in Massachusetts. Welcome to episode 10. Hi there, Steve. Thanks so much for coming on to do this um, conversation with me. I, I am working on this podcast that's about equity in education, and I'm interviewing all sorts of people for this particular episode that's about data. And I thought you would be just a great person to have a conversation with. And before I launch into my questions, maybe you could just start by saying who you are and a little bit about your background and what you've been up to. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate the opportunity to have uh, this conversation. Always uh, interested in talking uh, about the the work, the professional work that we do. Um, so I've been a school leader in uh, mostly in Massachusetts for the last uh, almost twenty five years, um, and uh, started off as a as a t- uh, fifth grade teacher, and then from there I uh, was a um, principal in Boston for yeah. a for a while and uh, then worked in the Chicago public schools as an assistant superintendent. Um, and then the last 10 years, I've been a superintendent in um, in Massachusetts. This is now my, uh, I think, 11th year as a school superintendent in the state of Massachusetts. Wow. All right. So, Steve, you really do have a huge sense of what it's like to lead at the district level. And um, I guess my my first question is, and, and maybe you can think of, doesn't have to be your current district, whatever district you want to pick. I'm curious, what are the kinds of data that your district uses to assess student performance and school practices? Well, you know, I think uh, just generally speaking, uh, it's important that you have data that is easily accessible, um, that's timely, and that looks at multiple is multifaceted. Um, and so, um, you know, for me, the way I, what's been the most helpful is to have both, um, you know, non-academic and academic indicators of success. And I think the key is always uh, how digestible it is. People don't have time to right. be able to be looking through multiple systems. There's so much action happening in schools at all levels of the organization, whether you're teaching in a classroom, leading a school, leading a district. And so you want to be able to have access to it in um, in short order so that you can actually do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. So does your district, do you talk about data dashboards? Like when you, yes. when you think, so yes. talk to me a little bit about what is in my last two districts that I've worked in, um, we've been able to create dashboards that feed from the, the multiple systems that school districts have. Um, I, you know, student information systems are what they are. They're always clunky. Um, and so to have a way of pulling um, information on a regular basis in a d- digestible way. So you can look at it by school, by grade level, um, at the teacher level. Um, and so to be able to log in, you know, we have a way, we we contract with an outside 
uh, company that helps us pull the data so that I can look at it in real time um, at a, you know any time. And it, it doesn't take me very long to be able to say get a snapshot of where we are. In my last district, uh, we started started it, and I it was a game changer because, or we would wait, and even as a principal, wait you know till um, somebody could crunch it, or I'd have the time to sit down and really pour over it like during a vacation or, uh, you know, and that's just that it, by the time I got a chance to look at it, uh, it was stale. Right. And um, right. so that's why the dashboard has been a game changer. Right. I get the sense when I'm working with principals that um, the data is so weighty, like it weighs on them so much. Yeah. All of them have to do these huge school improvement plans. And I'm curious about, you know what first of all do you think those school improvement plans are valuable and if so to whom and then what advice or guidance would you offer school principals if they come to you and just say it's like too much yeah it's a great it's a great question i mean i think you know the district level can help in try to clear the noise around what are the most important data points that you that uh, indicate progress or lack of progress, right? And I think the extent to whether a system has a strategic plan with a, a finite number of data points is really important. Is is important? I mean, there there are literally thousands of data points that you can look at um, in in a school, and so I think it's important as a system to to be clear about how you define success. And then, then a school, then at the school level, and if the system doesn't do it for you, then the school should really do it uh, for you. So you want to be clear with your team, your school, your community about what you care the most about, and um, and especially what you care the most about that you're being fed information that you can easily get throughout the year. That's why MCAS I find not very helpful at all. By the time you actually get it and can digest it, it, it's way after you can do anything about it, right? So in many ways, all it is is a, a confirmation of what you already should know. And um, and so you've got to figure out, like, you know, what are the, you know, three to five, you know, that, you know uh, data points that you care about and that you can actually do something about during yeah. the course of the year. So you feel a sense of progress and, yeah. and it should be... Um, it should be a motivator. It should be something that galvanizes your commu a community. And in, in a profession right now that's so challenging, it can seem impossible. Just seeing movement on some things that you collectively agree on are important, feels really important, is important and feels really good. I love that you're using that word to galvanize because when I've talked to other people, they say exactly that. So, so what do you say? <clears throat> what are your three to five that you say? Yeah. Look, in my district, in my work, these are the three to five. What would you choose? Yeah, I would say uh, that's a uh, chronic absenteeism is really important to me yeah. because I think it tells a lot of story about engagement in the school. Mm -hmm. It tells story a lot about the culture and climate in a school. I think um, a growth measure around academics is important that you're growing kids. So we we use uh, the STAR assessment, um, but you, you saw a lot of districts will use uh uh, MAP or NWEA, something that looks at growth throughout the course of the year to see if you're moving kids and growing students. Um, I, I believe that um, discipline data is important to look at, a disproportionality of um, uh, around uh, discipline to make sure that it's uh, 
not an overrepresentation of kids of color. Um, you know, that also tells a lot about the uh, about the climate in the schools. Um, I think uh, we use uh, a lot of districts use panor- a panorama survey with multiple questions. And I think it's particularly important to look at how the faculty stu- and students and families feel about the sense of belonging in the school. Um, and whether they feel like they're part of something bigger than themselves. Um, I think that's an important data point uh, to look at. Um, and so, yeah, I think I just named four or five right yeah, there. Those, those are great. ones that I pay really a lot of attention great. to. Yeah. And then how do you ensure that teachers and staff members are equipped to interpret and use that data effectively? Yeah. Because it is such a, a lot of material. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think what we try to do is we've tried to have um, uh, what we call a, a step backs with the schools and their leadership teams to look at some of those data points that are part of their school improvement plans. And we're coming up to that here in my district in January, where you know we take a, a myriad of the data points, but we let them drive around the ones that they have identified for their school improvement plans, which are are in theory aligned to our district strategic plan. Um, and, you know, we have conversations about, you know, the celebrations and the pain points related to some of those data points and what are the actions that they need to take uh, or they feel like they need to take between now and the end of the school year, how that should inform the budget process for the upcoming year. Um, you know, so they've got one foot in, you know, the remainder of the school year and another foot in the planning for the ensuing school year. Yeah, and, um, I like that. you know, that's. And we try, you know, we're, I would love to do it more than once a year. Um, that's where we are right now. We're introducing this year uh, a, a, dist- a district uh, step back for the central office team as well. Um, and then different departments looking at, um, the, you know, their their specific data as well. And I think that makes it feel more real and tangible. Um, you know, again, I when my coaching of principals, you, you had mentioned coaching principals, I also think it's important to be able to have um, the, um, you know, have data uh, to be able to look at some of the data points in real time with the principal and that be part of the conversations that we have with them. Oh, that's really, really helpful. Thank you. And I love this term step backs, but I, I I haven't heard it like that. Can can you give an example of a specific, um, change or adjustment that was made perhaps from one of those step back sessions? Well, it's funny. I mean, actually, today, today I was stepping back with just my assistant superintendent, the deputy superintendent, and we were looking at some of the um, uh, some of the data points. We were really looking at the star assessment, um, and we 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 looked at a school that um, you know had struggled um, last school year, and that we still saw stagnation in their math data. And by that, we saw low growth low growth from the beginning of the year to the middle of the year. And so we started talking about, uh, we need to set up a a meeting with the principal specifically and discuss uh, what supports we can put in place and an action plan in math in particular. Like, do we redeploy some of our coaches district-wide? Do we provide additional professional development? Do I spend or my deputy superintendent more time in the school coaching the school leader? You know, that's a today example of where we're, you know, the two of us step back, we're stepping back um, in mid course. And I just think that's the thing that schools don't do well enough in districts is like, we don't take the pauses like midstream and, you know, uh, redeploy resources 
uh, midstream. We do it annually when yeah. we, you know, over the summer or the budget process, but we don't do it, uh, you know, mid course. And and really, functional districts do it many more times than just in the middle of the year. It's the you know quarterly or trimesterly. Um, I think that's. Um, you know, it's the work of uh, Sir Michael Barber was where I became, uh, you know, uh, in, sort of enthralled with this idea of like, we have to find pauses because the chaos, the the crisis is always going to be there, right? Like, there's always going to be a crisis. But if you don't put in those inflection points in to really step back and look at um, how you rethink your strategy and your work, then you are just replicating the con the conditions that are not, you know, not necessarily leading to um, uh, improved outcomes for kids. Yeah. I mean, I, this is, it's so helpful to talk to you because I'm learning so much and I, I'm so grateful because of course I've heard of Sir Michael Barber. I remember his writing and now you're bringing it back to me and I'm like, oh, that's it. That's it. Because I, I, it, it, bells are going off in my head because it's so true. What drives the school-based people crazy is they've got a zillion things they've got to take care of and all this data they're supposed to pay attention to, but no one ever says to them, stop, pause. And so I appreciate you talking about step back and pause and let's not just keep charging ahead until we can look and see. And I think the other thing that I worry about, and I wonder how you think about this, the work in some ways has become so political. Like we know student growth takes not just a trimester, a year, but we rarely give school people time. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think what's unfortunately what drives a lot of behaviors is the state accountability system. And so data gets a really bad name around, um, you know, making sure that you make the grade or you, um, yeah. you're, you know, you're um, a level one and back in the days of level one, right. level two right. schools. Yeah. And, you know, uh, that's not necessarily the practice that I would want to emulate. Uh, I It's about what you do every day and it's about the adjustments that you make um, in, in, in the, in, um, in the psych, the data cycles uh, that you have on a consistent basis, and unfortunately, data has gotten a bad name through accountability. Um, and and it and it and when when any person, any sort of dedicated, thoughtful educator, really sits down and thinks about what 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 data really is about is just adjusting your practice to to giving kids what they need and the doses of support um, or acceleration, uh, depending on where they are. Um, that's just good. That's just being a good practitioner. And so it's it, but so much of it is dependent on building strong systems each day, each week in schools for, you know, how that, you know, doesn't feel like you said, overwhelming, but it's just a part of the way we do wor our work. It's part of the, the way we do school is we're constantly looking at what we think are the key indicators and obsessing about how we support our kids to get there in, in a, a narrow, manageable group of um, success points. I mean, that that's good practice. And I think most 99% of educators can get behind that. Yeah, you know? um, I agree with you. And, and uh, you know, and that that feels a lot more. Um, I don't know. I, it feels a lot less punitive. Right. Certainly than um, than what, you know, often the 
you know, the sort of the big bad accountability system um, imposes on schools and districts. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great place to end. And I, I really appreciate you taking this time. And I'm going to go read up on my de- deliverology. <laughs> Look for the article. I see it as a book and I want the article. But it's just, it's been a pleasure to talk with you, Steve. Thanks so much for spending the time with me. No no worries. Thank you for, uh, for uh, listening. And uh, I appreciate uh, the opportunity to reflect on my practice. Thank you.